It is Monday, September 21st, 2020, and you are tuned into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Welcome to a new week. Hope everybody had a good weekend. All across the country, it seems like the dirt racing season is kind of starting to wind down. A lot of tracks have closed up shop or are closing up shop for the year, um, and there aren't a whole lot of big uh, series races left. So we do have some good uh, points battles going on right now kind of across the country, and there's plenty of storylines from over the weekend to talk about. First up, the Luxo Light Model Dirt Series was at I-80 Speedway over the weekend for three nights of racing culminating in Saturday night's show paying $30,000 to win. This was originally supposed to be the late model Knoxville Nationals weekend. On Thursday night, Shane Clanton led the first 10 laps of the feature, but Kyle Strickler, after the heartbreak at Eldora, losing the win on that final lap, was out for redemption. He took the lead on lap 11 and held off a challenge from Clanton on the white flag lap to take his first ever series win. Clanton finished second, Josh Richards third, Chris Madden fourth, and Jimmy Owens was fifth. Strickler is the 19th different Lucas winner so far this season. Over to Friday, Brandon Overton and Tim McCready led most of the feature, but late in the going, Jimmy Owens tracked McCready down and took the lead, coming to three to go. Owens held off the 39 over the final few laps to get his 11th Lucas win of 2020. McCready was second, Overton third, Devin Moran fourth, and Daryl Lanigan was fifth. Saturday night's feature was set up by action the first two nights, and it was Josh Richards and Brandon Overton starting together on the front row. Most of the first half of the race was led by Josh Richards, and most of the second half of the race was led by Jimmy Owens, but with big money on the line, it was Tim McCready returning the favor to Owens from the night before. McCready tracked down Owens late this time, taking the lead with three laps to go and driving away to the $30,000 win. Owens finished second, Ricky Thornton Jr. was third from 11th, Josh Richards fourth, and Kyle Strickler finished fifth. It was McCready's sixth win of the season, but he continues to trail Owens in the standings by a very wide margin. Leaving I-80, the gap is still 605 points with only seven races remaining. Lucas Light Models are back Friday at Brownstown Speedway. The World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series had two shows over the weekend, opening up Friday at Lawton Speedway in Oklahoma. It was the series' first trip to Lawton since 1985. I don't think I've really talked about it on the show, but it's been a crazy few weeks here for Darren Pittman. He announced a while back that this would be his final season racing full-time, which I both understand and am bummed about. Darren won the championship my first year working for the Outlaws, and I've always had a ton of respect for him as a driver. The series certainly won't be the same without him, but on the same standpoint with his daughters getting older, I completely understand and get why he wants to wa- uh, walk away and do something different. There is no substitute for that family time. Um, it's going to be sad without him. It's certainly going to be a different series without him. But again, it's been great watching him over his career. Um, certainly going to miss him, but it's been fun being able to see him uh, do all of the things that he's done over the years, win championships, win races, all of these things. So we found out late last week that Pittman, though, won't finish the season in the Roth Motorsports 85 or 83, and then he was leaving the team following Lawton and Devil's Bowl. He's going to team up with Hefner Racing to run Eldora this week with the All-Stars and then the final War of Outlaw stretch in the team's number 72 machine. Roth Motorsports, in turn, has decided to put Spencer Baston in the 83 for the remaining outlaw schedule, which will be a great opportunity for him. With all that said, Lawton was going to be a big one for Pittman, being in his home state of Oklahoma and his final weekend in the 83. He certainly did not disappoint. He went third quick in qualifying on Friday, won his heat and the dash to start on the pole for the feature. Except for two brief challenges late in the going for Brad Sweet, it was all Pittman in the night's feature. He led all 35 laps en route to his first outlaw win of 2020 and first since gold. Gold Cup back in 2019. I believe it was a span of 53 races between his wins. 
Sweet finished second, David Gravel third, Sheldon Hodgenshield fourth, and Logan Schuhart was fifth. It was Pittman's 86th career World of Outlaws win. He was certainly pumped up in victory lane, mentioning the family and friends in the stands watching him. Following Friday night, Sweet had pushed the points lead to 16 over Schuhart, but Schuhart would be on the move on Saturday night to cut it right back down again. Devil's Bowl has been a good track for the 1S team in the last few seasons, and that continued over the weekend. Just like Pittman on Friday, Schuhart was third quick and qualifying and won his heat. He finished fifth in the dash, which put him fifth at the start of the night's feature. David Gravel was the early leader in the feature, but Schuhart was on the move behind him, moving into second by lap eight. It was only a few laps later with David, uh, with David Gravel blocked in behind a lap car that Schuhart made his move for the lead. The 1S led lap 15 and quickly stretched it out over Gravel and the field. Over the final half of the race, Schuhart kept Gravel at bay to get his, sec uh, his sixth win of the season and first since Terre Haute back in July. The win was also Schuhart's second in a row at Devil's Bowl. Gravel finished second, Sheldon Hoddenshield third, Brad Sweet fourth, and Jacob Allen. Allen rounded out the top five. David Gravel just continues to rack up top 10 finishes with Saturday night being his 26th in a row. And 38 World of Outlaws starts this season. He has 36 top 10s. I've said it uh, before, but it's a shame he's missed two races because we'd have a three-way battle for the championship right now with him in the mix between Sweet and Shuhart. Shuhart's win sees him cut Sweet's points lead back down to eight, heading into a three-race weekend. Shots, Hoddenshield, Mashido, uh, and Macedo are all starting to fade a bit behind the top two. The Outlaws are back Thursday at Plymouth. The All-Stars were in Pennsylvania over the weekend for the final time in 2020. Friday night, the series took on Williams Grove Speedway with $5,000 on the line and a guaranteed spot in Saturday's Dirt Classic at Lincoln Speedway. Besides seeing what else Kyle Larson could win, the storyline I was watching was whether or not Corey Eliason could continue to close the gap on Aaron Reitzel for the series championship. At the Grove, Gio Selzy led the early going in the feature, but Reitzel ran him down and took the uh, top spot right before halfway. Behind the top two, Larson and Brian Brown had a heck of a battle going on for third. At the end, though, it was Reitzel holding off Selzy to get his 10th series win of 2020. Selzy finished second, Kyle Larson third, Paul McMahon fourth, and Brent Marks was fifth. A 12th place finish for Eliasson meant Reitzel added 24 points to his lead heading to Saturday at Lincoln. For the 20,000 to win Dirt Classic on Saturday night, all-star competitors saw what they've seen from Kyle Larson so many times this season, and that was the tail tank of his 57 machine. Larson held, uh, held off Rico Abreu in the early going and led all 40 laps en route to his 14th all-star win and 39th total win of 2020. Aaron Reitzel finished second, Brent Marks third, Rico Abreu fourth, and Anthony Macri was fifth. Larson's last all-star win came at Knoxville in August, and it was the longest stretch of starts with the series this season between wins for Larson at four. I know that that sounds kind of crazy, but uh, it's been something we haven't really seen from Larson. He either wins, uh, he, he's basically either won, finished second, um, and when he's gone, you know, a race or two without a win, he comes right back with another win. So four races almost seems like a, a long stretch there. A seventh place finish for Eliason on Saturday saw Reitzel stretch the points lead out again with the difference now being 84 points with only four shows remaining. I wanted to point out two drivers, both kind of with opposite experiences with the All-Stars. Anthony Macri has done well against the series in Pennsylvania this year, getting 11 top 10 finishes in 11 starts, including seven top fives and a win. Brian Brown, on the other hand, has had absolutely terrible luck, especially lately. He's finished outside the top 15 in seven of his last uh, last nine All-Star starts, including all five Pennsylvania shows he's attempted um, here in the last week or two. Let's hope his luck turns around soon, though. That's been absolutely brutal to watch. The All-Stars are back in action starting tomorrow night for two nights at Eldora as part of the Governor's Reign. We'll talk about that more on the show tomorrow.
In USAC sprint car action, Chris Windham led all 30 laps Friday night at Terre Haute to grab his third win of 2020. Dave Darlin, Justin Grant, Robert Ballou, and Brady, Bra uh, Brady Bacon rounded out the top five. On Saturday at Tri-State Speedway, Kendall Rubel led the final 10 laps to get his first ever series win in an upset. Chase Dawkins, Jaden Rogers, Robert Ballou, and Critter Malone were the rest of the top five. With three races left in 2020, Chris Windham holds the points lead, but only by eight over Brady Bacon. Chase Dawkins is third, only 36 points out. The series is back this Friday and Saturday at Gas City and Kokomo for the double-double weekend. At the Jesse Hockett Daniel McMillan Memorial over the weekend at Lucas Oil Speedway, Mario Clauser won the first two nights in war sprint car action while Garrett Aiken took home the big money on the final night. Mark Smith won the ASCS sprint car portion for the first two nights while Sam Haverteep Jr. was the $10,000 winner on Saturday. Riley, uh, Riley Kreisel continues to lead the war sprint points while Sam Haverteep is in control of the ASCS national points. Other weekend late model winners include Mike Marler earning $20,000 at Richmond Raceway in Kentucky. Mike Michael Chilton won in Ironman action at Ponderosa, Garrett Alberson at Sycamore, Kate Dillard at Revolution Park, Boom Briggs at Erie's, and Matt Cosner at Roaring Knob. For more late model results, check out dirtondirt.com. Other weekend open wheel winners include Shane Golubic in 360 action at Husets, Paul Neenheiser at Jacksonville, Max Stambaugh at Lernerville, DJ Neto at Ocean, Cole Duncan at Atomic, DJ Foos at Fremont, and Tanner Carrick at Placerville. For more weekend open wheel winners, check out tjslideways.com. And finally today, Jeff Strunk picked up a big $35,000 payday, winning the 50th Freedom 76 modified race at Grandview Speedway. Matt Shepard, Mike Guler, Brett Cressley, and Bobby Varon rounded out the top five. That's it for the show today. Hope everybody has a good Monday. You can find Dirt Tracker Daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. Please subscribe and leave a review. You can also watch the show every day on YouTube and Facebook. You can email the show at info at dirttracker.com, and you can follow along at facebook.com slash dirttracker, twitter.com slash dirttracker, and the website itself, dirttracker.com. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Justin underscore Feeder, and don't forget to sign up for the Dirt Tracker weekly newsletter. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.